Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get some energy. Got to get some energy in the room. Come on, come on, come on. We don't want it to be one of those low-octane editions of Adrift. No, no, let's do one of our famous high-octane ones. <laughs> Annabelle was up at 4.30 this morning. Yes. So what happened? I was woken up by something a little bit unexpected. Not my son, not my boyfriend, not a neighbour, not even a person. A toothbrush. What? I mean, my electric toothbrush... I can only use the word spasm. It spasmed. <laughs> Extremely loudly, of its own accord, decided to start itself up. And it, it was jiggling all around on the bathroom counter. What do you call it? The, what do you the, call the it? The top, the surfaces? Yeah, the bathroom surface yeah, that yeah. I keep it on. Bouncing around. The sink. Rigorously, making an extremely loud noise that forced me to get out of bed. And then I didn't know what to do with it. What do you do with something that's like bouncing around the house? So I wrapped it in two tea towels and a towel (laughs) and put it in the kitchen. (laughs) It's been very, very, very stressful because I haven't even found a way to dispose of it yet either. Because... I can't have it in the house in case it goes off in the night again. I don't want to put it in the garden because that still would be very noisy. I thought about putting it in the car, but then I thought, what if it's a sort of How loud is this? You you could hear an electric toothbrush in the garden. (laughs) I just worry that it'd be outside someone's, somebody's window. Couldn't you put it outside the window of that neighbour who you don't like? Yeah, but that would be, you know, it's too too close to home. I would have got up and driven to the countryside if I was you. Well, I was going to go and put it in the small electrical recycling, but I didn't have time to go there. So I really am stuck. But anyway, I left it with my boyfriend still. I said, deal with it. I don't care what you do with it. <laughs> deal with it. And uh, I expect it to be done when I get back. I've got an idea. Hmm. I mean... I think what it shows is I have a very original brain and I come up with genius solutions to things. Yeah, go on. Did you think about taking the battery out? You can't. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but thanks for that. No, you can't. Of course not. You when, can't take it out. When it happened, I thought about taking a hammer to it. Seriously thought about taking a hammer to it. Because you have a lot of pent-up rage. I think you'd so quite enjoy much. doing that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would have done it, but I just didn't get a chance. A to kind of Basil Fawlty-esque. Yeah. Even just for the fact that it woke me up at four o'clock this morning and I couldn't go back to sleep again would be enough for me to smash it to bits. And have you got any clue as to why it's done it? It's never done it before. It's just freaked out. Did any part of you, I think it would be where my brain would go 
straight away, I'd think, oh, well, ghosts exist then. Poltergeist. It's a poltergeist. Yeah, yeah. I've been a sceptic my whole life. I mm. consider myself a man of science without actually knowing any science. Mm-mm. But I'm behind it. Broadly speaking, I'm supported, supportive of science and evidence, but which I know you, you are less so. Mm. Um, but but did, you, did you consider the possibility of a poltergeist? I am very torn between blaming it on poltergeist and faulty battery. Is there anybody who has passed over to the other side who might have <laughs> been trying to send you a message through the medium of a toothbrush? My dentist did die last week. <laughs> so I was thinking the Queen Mother. <laughs> a cautionary tale. You could yeah. end up with teeth like mine. Don't want brown stumps. You haven't used this for a while. I'll go, I, that might be it because I have gone manual for a bit. I did go manual for a while. You call it acoustic. You have electric toothbrush and an acoustic, acoustic toothbrush course, for when you're feeling acoustic, mellow. Yeah, man, not yeah. manual. Acoustic. Well, it could be either. Yeah. Um, so maybe it was, um, yeah, it was that. When I started uh, using an electric toothbrush, mm. I had people shout Judas at me. <laughs> you did, didn't <laughs> <laughs> um, Good. Well, that, that, that's, I wasn't expecting that. No, nor was I. Mm. No. Um, How about the washing machine? No, it made too much noise in the washing machine. I, 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 I had a serious altercation with a guy in the street oh. on Thursday of last week, and I'm still quite shaken up by it. Brilliant. Tell me now. Our chemist only allows in two people at the time, two people at a time, given the current restrictions. Mm. They've got a small sign on the door and people queue alongside the front of the chemist, but it is on a corner. Right. So people approach it from other directions. I was waiting my turn. I was the next in line and somebody's due to come out. And I see this guy about my age. Looks like, I mean, he, he, he looks like he belongs in a gang with me, mm-hmm. like a, a, a middle-aged beardy dad. Mm. And he just goes up to the door of the chemist and starts going through it stride in. Oh, no. And I've been waiting for a long time and it's cold. Whoa. So do you know what I say? Excuse me. I'm yeah, I, go, first. I go, oh, excuse me. Uh, there's, there's a queue. They're only letting two people in at a time. And then what happened? He glared at me and went, well, that's not very clear. Wow, he took it out on you. Yeah, and then he got behind me in the queue. Oh, right. Is that uh, it? <laughs> yes, but I mean, oh, I'm right. very shaken up oh, by it. Oh, Jeff, so brave of you. <laughs> I know. I was really scared that I was going to have to make eye contact with him on the way out, but mm. I didn't. Head down. What if it had been the two of you in at the same time? Oh, yeah, I mean, that could, that could have happened. Yeah. Uh, it was a real, I, I consider it a rumble in the jungle moment. Absolutely. It was, it, we we reminded uh, the, the whole situation and the two of us, I, I thought I was very much like Kanicki and he was very much like the bad guy whose name I've forgotten. Scott Craterface. Yes. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. very much like that. I see you pick the good one there, Kanicki. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, th- I see a lot of myself in Kanicki. <laughs> right. Not in uh, Eugene. No, no. Some people express the opinion that we shouldn't call our son Eugene because it's a geeky name. And I think they are basing that on the film Grease. I think that's the only time it's been used, really, in popular in, culture. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I think. I can't think of another no, one. No, no. Um, oh, and then something else happened. Mm. I was picking my son up from school. Mm. 
I had been into central London to run some errands. Oh, exciting. When the shops reopened after the little lockdown. Mm. And I think I got a bit of nuts stuck in my throat. Ah, do you want to drink a bit of water? I want to clear my throat. Hang on a second. <clears throat> is, can, you, can you just distract the listeners? Distract them? <coughs> and over mouth, Jeff. I asked you to distract the listeners, not to draw more attention to me, which is what you just did by talking about the fact that my hand wasn't over my mouth. I did it in that direction. The aerosol from my cough was not aimed at you. No, no, no. I think it was also clearly not a covid cough. How was I supposed to distract distract the listeners? What I don't know, create some kind of a diversion. Diversion, like by Do a number. What? You could have done a number. A song, though. Or a song and dance. You, could have, you should, could have done a dance and described the dance you were doing. Hmm. I introduced my son to Oti Mabusi earlier, not in person, just on the telly. No, that's from Strictly Come Dancing. Yeah, but you don't right? know you don't know who no, she is. No. I was a woman. I was, I, I'm sorry, I don't watch Strictly. Sorry. No, I, well, I never have until this year, mm. but I am mildly obsessed with Oti Mabusi. Okay, really enjoy saying it. Sometimes think about what my life would be like if Sarah died and I was married to Oti Mabusi. Oh, right, all that dancing you'd be doing. Yeah, see that that would be a stumbling block, mm. literally. <laughs> and then I have no evidence for this, but. I, I, I wonder if Oti likes Jesus Christ. She oh. has like a sunny, upbeat way about her that I associate with somebody who's found God. Okay. So mm. maybe it wouldn't be a good match. Not the greatest, no. Anyway. I don't mean to... I, I know it's awful to objectify Oti Mabusi like this. That's all right. I know, but I feel bad about it. don't make a habit of it. I don't make a habit of no. it, but uh, they, they did a dance the other week where she was kind of done up like... Debbie Harry. They were dancing to Blondie's one way or another and she kind of had a, a 1970s Debbie Harry look mm. to her. And I've always considered myself as somebody who doesn't really have a type or a thing. And then I realised that night, oh no, my my exact thing is Oti Mabusi dressed as Debbie Harry. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Okay, you're lucky to find it. That's nice. Sorry, this is all a bit seedy. Mm. It, I do feel it's quite a pure crush I've got on Otumabusi. I'm not having impure thoughts about Good. it. I just Glad to hear want it. to be clear here. Um, right, what was I talking about? Oh, this other thing that happened. Mm. Coming back from the West End, I'm on a bus. I'm due to pick my son up from school. I've left, left myself ample time because I'm a good timekeeper and uh, I, I tend not to get somewhere very early, but I tend to get somewhere with a bit of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. As we're heading back to my neighbourhood, fine. I get to the stop before the one I'm due to get off at. Fine. Then we hit this awful traffic between two bus stops. It's just stationary. And I don't know what to do because I've gone from having four or five minutes of wiggle room Mm. to it, it getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And I'm still in this traffic and I'm a minute away from when I have to be at the school gate. Oh dear, what did you do? There was an unhinged person on the bus. Yeah. By which I mean just the type of person who would complain about it loudly. Right. And he he was kind of ranting about the fact that the driver wouldn't just open the doors. So what I did is I kind of, using my face and and tutting, maybe the odd bit of sighing and harumphing, I, I kind of goaded him into going and asking the driver to open the doors. Oh, which he did, yeah. and then mm. the driver denied his request, oh. and then he came back up the bus ranting to me about oh, the driver no. being a jobsworth very loudly. So then I had to do some real hard work with my face 
conveying to the other passengers that this was nothing to do with me and what's up with this guy. Oh, no. Oh, that's challenging. It really was some uh, some, some facial gymnastics I was doing mm-hmm. there. So I rang Sarah and she had to sprint to the school gate. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, I think it's annoying they won't let you off. Like, I feel trapped. <laughs> yeah, I know. to a prison all of a yeah. sudden. I, I fantasise about pressing the button. Pressing the button. Well, the, the there's one... an emergency button. Oh isn't there? yeah, God! Imagine someone had the nerve to do that. I Amazing. think about it all the time. Do you? Because I could just flee. Flee. I could flee. I've had enough. I'm off. <laughs> Take flight. <laughs> think about it. You're stuck in traffic. Mm. You press that emergency button. What's the driver going to do? I can't do anything. Nothing. I mean, they might release you on CCTV footage to Crime Watch, and then you become a pariah. Mm, I fancy that. I don't want to become a pariah. It's so frustrating. But I mean, I'm really. The the way in which I, I managed to manipulate the loudmouth person into going bugging the driver mm. and then completely disown the loudmouth person. Brilliant. I'm That's really, it. really, really proud of myself. Should be. Let's get to it, though. Let's get to the drifters, Annabelle. What have they been uh, writing in and telling us this week in terms of their tales of social ineptitude? Okay, so two things about this first one. First Mm. thing, when I tell you who it's from, you were going to say, well, that's where he is now. Are you ready? Yes. It's from Gary Potter. Gary Potter. Yes. Well, I won't say, well, that's where he is now, because all, all I know is he's sent us an email. I don't know where he is now, but Gary Potter. Well, he's was, there on the email. That's, that's where, where he is, is now. now. He was one of our regular listeners to the Way Jeff show, back. our late night show. And then my feeling is he became disillusioned with us in some way or mm. outgrew us. Yeah. And be, I think almost became embarrassed mm. about... You know the 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 level of enthusiasm he'd shown for our show. He sort of disown is the word, and then he's come crawling back. He's this back. is this is great he's to know. Back, back. The second thing about Butter. this is, <laughs> I think maybe how you used to say that all the time. <laughs> uh, the second thing is it's not our usual email, but I find it extremely interesting. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I was just listening to episode 157 and Jeff mentioned having two delivery drivers turn up in quick succession, mm. probably judging him. Mm. Around a year ago, I decided to drive for Uber Eats on a very casual part-time basis. And I'm not sure if this is fair speaking on behalf of all drivers, but yes, we do judge you. Oh, They give us a thumbs up and a thumbs down button on the app specifically to judge you. I didn't know this. Yes. Hang on a minute. Does this mean I've got a Deliveroo rating as well as an Uber rating? An Uber Eats this is. Oh, so I've got... Oh, this is very interesting. Mm, You've got an Uber Eats rating. I've lost a lot of interest in my Uber rating since COVID. I've really put things into perspective. I've not been obsessing (laughs) about it. Well done. I've not been taking as many Ubers, you see. Well, of course. I've hit the Uber Eats quite hard, though. I don't know how that affects things. Can you find out your Uber Eats rating? I'm trying to look now. Maybe Gary can look it up for us. (laughs) I don't want to know. You don't want to know. Yeah, okay. Okay, Okay, anyway, he says, the following is a list of negative thoughts I've had about people and their property whilst on deliveries. Okay, you ready? Yes. I know it's hot, but please answer the door with the top on. I think they're going to use that ice cream sexually. I would, would you? Sorry, just I was just thinking about that one. Would you ever answer to a topless? No, of course not. Ridiculous question. Oh, in a brazier? No, absolutely not. Uh, in a in a little crop top. 
if, if I wore a crop top, which I don't, I would, but okay, I don't. Interesting. Okay. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't wear a crop top. I, w- I would answer it in a brazier, but I wouldn't answer it topless. <laughs> okay. I'm never topless. No. I mean, uh, in the house, I'm naked a lot, but even when I go on holiday, apart from when I go in the pool, mm. I'm I'm covered. And I really think I'm at a stage where I should be covering myself when I'm in the pool as well, not just for the sun. I just don't okay. like subjecting my body on other people really people but don't notice or care no they they would they don't, they don't i'm going to carry on why is there a fridge in your garden what was the ice cream one sorry i think they're going to use the ice cream sexually <laughs> why is there a fridge in your garden it's been three weeks why is there still a fridge in your garden your kids should not be awake at this hour oh, i love that judgment. yeah yeah your garden is akin to a building site You've clearly paid more for delivery. Is this just your house he's been to? <laughs> you've clearly paid more for delivery than you did for the tiny amount of food you've ordered. Oh, you see, I do that quite often. And I just hope that they think I'm self-isolating. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you take pizza boxes to the bin. You have a problem. This is the second time I've delivered here today. This is the second time I've delivered here this evening from the same restaurant. Is she looking for a handsome delivery driver too? No, no, probably not. I walked here from the restaurant as it was quicker than driving, which leads to the question, why didn't you just walk to the restaurant? I refer you to my earlier, I hope oh. they think I'm self-isolating. Why Why have a ring doorbell if you're not going to put a battery in it? <laughs> <laughs> Snack food. At this hour, you're a stoner. <laughs> yes, the app has given you my name. That doesn't mean you should use it as if we're friends. Right. And I actually hope you don't return my f- phone call, as in eight minutes, your food is legally mine. That's oh, great. That be thrilling. That's so exciting. Gary Potter, thank you for an insight into that world. Yeah, isn't it great? I also thought, you know, if somebody wants to do a saucy revival of those Robin Asquith type confessions films. But with an Uber Eats driver. Yeah, mm-hmm. confessions of an Uber Eats yeah. driver is, is, is one to go for, isn't it? Okay. Although there were, wasn't very much in the way of confession there from Gary. No. <laughs> but the imagination could run wild. Yeah, yeah. OK, let's move on to Ian. Mm. I feel compelled to write to you, finally, after Jeff's insistence that he loves a good poo story from oh, last I do, week. I do, I do. Poo alert to anyone who uh, doesn't like poo stories. This event happened to me fairly recently. As horrendous as it was, the virtual Jeff and Annabelle talking me through the problem in my mind actually <laughs> made it almost funny at the time. <laughs> I was on a short break with my eldest two children in a foreign city. Names redacted to preserve anonymity. We had had a lovely morning strolling around and found ourselves in need of a sit down and a cup of coffee. So we found a bustling cafe and enjoyed half an hour of rest and cake. As we were thinking of leaving, I decided I needed a quick wee and headed to the toilets. Possibly due to COVID, the men's and ladies were both closed and everyone had to use the single wheelchair accessible cubicle. There was no queue, but there was someone in the toilet, so I took my place and patiently waited. While I waited, a fairly harassed man with his toddler joined the queue behind me. I've got three kids, all older now, but I'm very conscious of the difficult phase where potty training is all-consuming and the toilet visit is critical. As I was mulling this over in my mind and thinking back to those days, the man who had been in the toilet came out and, in hindsight, quite shiftily said, Hello. The major fork in the road is now upon me. Do I offer the toilet to the man with his toddler or do I just go and do my business as quickly as possible? I'm quite a kind person on the whole, but in this instance, I really did need a wee. And I was also worried that it would stress the man out if I let him go first. I didn't want him to feel rushed and get stressed with his daughter. So in I go, determined to be as quick as possible. Now, 
and I'm sure we've all been there. The sight of the toilet pan immediately makes me realise that it is not a number one essential, but <laughs> a number two is imminent. I quickly consider my Pavlo- options. Pavlov's toilet. <laughs> a quick number one and then spend the next few hours regretting it or just go for a poo. Sorry, I should have said Pavlov's bog. Oh, yeah. Like, why didn't I get there quicker? It feels like it could be a quick one. I mean, sometimes you can just tell, right? So I opt for a sitting down and sure enough, my bowels prove me right and I'm done in no time. Brilliant. I'll be out in a flash and the toddler can have a relaxed toilet visit. All I need to do is wipe with the (gasps) toilet Oh my God, there's no toilet paper. I mean, there is literally half a sheet. See now why in... retrospectively annoyed with the sheepish guy who came out before I went in. What in the name of all that is good am I going to do? We've all had bowel movements that leave no trace, but we've also all had the other kind. Oh, yeah. Where half a loo roll is required. This was the latter. It was probably only a few seconds, but in my mind, eons have passed while this sinks in and all I can hear is the toddler outside. Options, options, options. I could confidently call through the door and ask someone to get some toilet paper. After all, it's not my fault there isn't any. But I'm a drifter, so this isn't an option. (laughs) There is literally nothing in the room to wipe anything with. Uh, Frozen with fear, toddler getting louder all the time. uh, I realise that at least there is a sink. So I take a deep breath and do what needs to be done with my hands. uh, Rinse off in the sink. It's utterly disgusting. Yeah. I could not have existed in medieval England. But I used copious amounts of soap and crack on. <coughs> I briefly felt quite proud of myself adapting to the situation and getting on with it. The only problem now is that everything is a bit wet. Answer. And I never thought I'd say this, but thank the Lord for COVID. I suddenly remember I've got a face mask in my back pocket. <laughs> I pull it out of my rear pocket with a flourish. <laughs> wipe off the worst of what is left and carefully pop the soiled mask in the sanitary bin. All that's left now is my exit strategy. I almost employed the port protocol, but I felt (laughs) it so bad. I felt so bad for the man and his toddler that I faced all my drift of fears, unlocked the door, and as I marched past the bemused man and the other four people who joined the queue during my dilemma, I proudly announced that there was no loo paper left. I've never mobilised my children to leave anywhere (laughs) as quickly as I did to get them out of that coffee shop. <clears throat> and thank God it wasn't my hometown, as I don't think I could ever go within a mile of it again. <laughs> Moral, well, there are two. Always check before you go. And any problem is better when you've got Jeff and Annabelle laughing at you in your head all the way through. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, do you want to know what the weirdest thing is about that? So something I was going to talk about later on the podcast is I was in an all, almost the exact same thing happened to me two days ago only it wasn't a toddler waiting to come in. It was my friend who I'd gone for a walk with. Oh. And I was humiliated at how long it was taking and also that he would go in and there was, you know, water splashed everywhere. Oh, dear. For the same thing. I want to give you a hint in that situation. Oh, go on. Sacrifice your underpants. Ah, oh, that's something you've done before, isn't it? Use use Take the under off. use the underpants, throw them into the oh sanitary my bin. God. Please God, let that never be something I have to do. Please God, please God, please God. <laughs> please God, let that not be something I have to do this week. Again. <laughs> Again this week. 
<laughs> I'm really annoyed that I didn't get to Pavlov's bog quicker. Oh. And what I could do is go back and edit it and make it sound like I was that witty. <coughs> I just th- thought, just e- even when I did get there, I, f- I feel that I deserved more credit from you for that. I thought it was exceptional. It was very good. No, you're just humouring me. I'm not humouring you. Humoring okay, you. okay, okay. Um, well, I love love both of those, and you're, you're quite. That is so weird. Mm. That almost the exact same thing happened to me. It's, the, <laughs> it's not that weird considering it's you, and it happens all the time. I but. know, but it was the pressure of having a friend. You know, because oh, this friend that we'd gone for a walk, he needed away from when we set off walking, and then at some point, my tummy just went, Boom, and I said. I've, I've I just froze on the spot, and by clenching my buttocks, I bought myself a few minutes. But I said we've got to get to a cafe as soon as possible. Mm. And when we did, he very graciously let me go first, even though he'd needed a wee the whole walk. And then I was in there for such a long time. Oh no, that's so stressful. Yeah, and uh, knowing that they're desperate to go. Oh, don't! I feel ill. I really went for it with the air freshener as well. Oh dear. <laughs> Did they say anything? Yeah, yeah. He said um, no. He didn't say anything. I was going to, but I think he's probably quite concerned about the ozone layer now. <laughs> we don't really hear about that anymore. But I think single-handedly, mm. even though air freshen doesn't have those bad things in them anymore, mm. the amount I used it couldn't have been good for the ozone layer. Um, send us your stories, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle, yes. let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. The fear that I'm becoming what I used to call a woman of a certain age. When you can't be bothered with social niceties anymore. Like once the estrogen has gone, the tolerance has gone. Like you just don't care. You sort of become a bit rude. And I kind of thought this would begin for me in my late 60s, around the same time that I started dyeing my hair, starting in colours, take up line dancing or Zumba and start wearing glasses with a lot of personality. Like I've I've had it all planned for a while, how how I'm going to go. But something happened last week that has made me think it's come earlier than expected. So I had to go to the supermarket to buy some more food. There's basically none left. And Tom was at work, so I needed to take our three-year-old son with me, which isn't ideal as you're encouraged to go on your own. So I might get disapproving looks and he'll be shouting for me to buy him biscuits and baby cars all the way round, <laughs> which I'll give in to and then get more disapproving looks. <gasps> but it's all worth it for the parent and child parking space. Like some people talk about the magic of parenting being happy faces on Christmas Day, a, a podgy thigh, cuddles and kisses. <laughs> For me, it's the parent and child parking space. <gasps> get so much room to get in and out of it. Like even I can't mess it up. And they're really close to the supermarket doors. I love them. For bad parkers like me, it's wonderful. So I'm actually quite glad my son has to come with me because, of course, you can't use them without your child. <laughs> as, as previously discussed. Yes, exactly. So at my supermarket, they've got these special parking spaces on one side of a covered section. So it's also good if it's raining. To get there, you follow a one-way system past the normal spaces as they're on the far side. And I can see as I drive into the cover section, there is one parent and child space left. There is one car ahead of me, but thankfully they're moving into one of the normal spaces. They're in my way at the moment, but as soon as they are gone, I'm off and that last space, it can only be mine. The only frustrating thing is, is this car ahead of me is terrible at parking. Like I go as far as to say, and this is me saying something here, they are worse than me. Wow. I mean, there's no greater insult. It is taking forever. Do you remember that time I, I went outside and videoed yeah. you doing your 25 point turn? Yeah, yeah, 25, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was that. 
they can't get the angle right. They're going in, they're going out really slowly. It's, it's very, very painful for even me to watch. And it's so bad that they eventually give up. They straighten up and pull away. And now I can go and get in my space now, which is great. But this car then turns the corner towards the parent and child spaces. And I'm thinking, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> I know you're a bad parker, but I also absolutely know there is no child with you or you would have gone straight there. You are not taking that last space. And I watch them. I'm behind them. I'm driving behind them as they keep going and they drive straight into that last space. I am rage filled. I am so angry. And what I would have done a year ago, a month ago, or even just yesterday is drive past, giving them a dirty look that they won't see and then park somewhere else. But it seems I've become a woman of a certain age because I stop the car, handbrake on, get out, go towards their car. I go right up to the back seat windows. I look in very pointedly looking for a child that I know is not there. I am right up against that window. It's a woman driver completely on her own. I don't quite have the nerve to catch her eye. So I stand at the window for, I don't know, maybe four seconds. Then I get back to my car <laughs> and I get in. And then she reverses, pulls out, drives off. Wow. And it's worked. I get in my space. I love being a woman of a certain age, as well as hating myself, of course. Bring on the Zumba. Wow. Do you think she thought you were a ghost? <laughs> You do have a kind of ghostly presence. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I scared her away more than anything. <laughs> Annabelle, that's uh, that's so confrontational for a drifter. No. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. some way of asking for somebody's address without them then just knowing that you're going to send them a Christmas card. Oh, does that matter? Yeah, I think it's nice to receive a Christmas card and think, oh, look who sent us a Christmas card. Rather than knowing it's coming. Yeah. I mean, there is a way you could follow them home from somewhere. That's true. Get it that way. Yeah. I mean, there are ways, but yeah, there are okay. a lot of hassle. Private detectives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, 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 um, yes, you're right. Because also, if you send a, a message asking for somebody's address, that gives them the heads up and then they, they will then send you a Christmas card. And you know that it's only because you've sent yes, it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I like to send a Christmas card, leave it so late that they haven't got time to send me a, one out of guilt mm. in return. I just thought what I'm going to do this year, I'm going to send a text message to everyone I know asking for their address and then I'm just not going to send the cards. <laughs> then I'll get loads. It's brilliant. And then I'll just say, oh, sorry, I, I can't remember what that was for if they ever asked. That is a great yeah. idea. <coughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say just about that toilet thing as well. So when I when I got to the toilet, there was already somebody in, and you know when you're desperate, 
whoever's in there just takes far too long. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, you know, you can hear the noises coming from the inside. Do you ever think some people leave a weirdly long gap between drying their hands and then opening the door? I think everyone leaves a weirdly long gap between everything. What are they doing in there? I, I honestly don't know. I think, I, I, I remember I said before that I think that all toilet doors should have a timer on them. There, there's a poo timer and a wee timer mm. and you've got a maximum amount of time and you have to you have to get out by that time or the door just automatically opens and everyone will see what you're doing. This was one of those toilets where the light goes off after a certain amount oh, of time. Oh, well, that's good. But, you know, as I mentioned, a, a significant... Uh, Project. Project, you're calling it, right. So when I was mm. sitting there doing it, it, the light went off. I was sitting there in the dark and had to wave my hands around. Oh, no. That's not dignified, is no. it? No, none, none sitting of Sitting there making a BM and waving your <laughs> arms around like you're swatting a fly. Oh. Um, what else was I going to, uh, to, to, to ask you about? Oh, I was, wanted to talk about vaccines mm-hmm. very briefly mm-hmm. because... Haven't you been tapped up by the government to be a vaccine giver? Well, it's quite extraordinary. Mm. But yeah, I did receive it. Is, I, can't, I honestly can't even believe I'm saying these words. But I got an email <laughs> from the government <laughs> asking if I'd like to be trained to give vaccines. Me, no medical history whatsoever in training. They were, I, whether I'd like to be trained up to give vaccines. I mean, it, it, it terrifies me to some extent, to the extent that... When I do get my vaccine, I'll say, yeah, did you, uh, you're a nurse or a doctor, or did you get one of those emails from the, from the government? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I am so needle phobic at oh, the best yeah. of Imagine times. me giving you an injection. This, is, this just fills me with terror to think that mm. people, people like, like you me, I know. are just being given syringes, yeah. saying off you go. I know. There must be more to it. There is training I'm, involved. I'm guessing, like, what I'm guessing is they give you extensive oh. training, but I think you probably have to pass an exam or something before oh, you qualify. I don't know. I mean, they've got a lot of vaccines to get out, a lot of people to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be minimal. I'm worried it attract the same sort as well. Sorry, the wrong sort. What do you mean? I don't know. Do you not think there are some people who've just like always wanted to do stabbing? Stabbing? <laughs> and this is a nice way to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so, no. <sighs> I'm very... Anyway, you'd be glad to know that I unfortunately don't have time to sign up for the training and the exam and... The actual giving of the vaccine. I know I always say this, but why can't they give out a sugar lump? If you do say that, yeah. All the time. Yeah, yeah. I could do that. Or I'd, I'd take it anally. Nope. I would. I would rather somebody <laughs> somebody put a straw up my bum and, bl- and blows it up there, for example. <laughs> I'm not sure you know how pessary works. <laughs> <laughs> don't they truly, truly don't think that anyone's been giving a medicine via a straw up their bottom, which is then blown into? <laughs> 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 That's not how pessary works. Sorry, I'm, I'm, actually, it wasn't. I was thinking of like my ideal way of having it administered. Right, a little burst of air, <laughs> straw, anything. I mean, I don't know. Could I snort it? Yeah, I've, close your eyes. I've never really been a, a, a druggy guy, so it'd mm. give me the chance to feel like I was in Pulp Fiction or something. <laughs> Snorting a vaccine. Yeah, I, I could get my, um, my one of my loyalty cards, chop out a line of vaccine, <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> through I, a five pound note. This vaccine, the first one, hasn't hasn't kept frozen at like a certain temperature. I don't think anyone's chopping it out. With Why can't I have it in a lolly? Cards. Why can't I have it in a lolly? <laughs> lolly. Okay, now you're talking a lolly, <laughs> a lovely fruity lolly. 
Yeah, or an, an ice, ice, ice pop, ice cream. ice cream. Why can't they mix it into some ice cream? I, I, once again, I'm not sure you know quite how these things work. Okay. Mm. Um, I can't remember which... Um, epidemic it was or oh, were these earlier ones pandemics i'm thinking of things like swine flu bird flu sars yeah. all these ones which were looked like they were going to be scary and then never quite got to yeah, yeah, this yeah. level so they st- were they still like pandemics epidemics, epidemics. Yeah. um depends where you live i think yes yeah of course but i remember my ex-girlfriend's dad who lived in america and what can I give you a little bit of shorthand as to the type of person he was? Very charismatic and funny. Also deeply, deeply suspicious of the government mm-hmm. and sometimes bought gold bullion because he thought it was safer than when, you know, the the banks eventually reached their whatever grand plan he thinks shadowy people behind closed doors are getting up to and there was a new world order and stuff. You know, he thought, good to have your money in, in gold. Right. Um, I don't think he ever had... He wasn't a prepper. No. But okay. he was maybe one notch beneath a prepper. Okay. Anyway, whenever I think it was bird flu was around, he sent us vaccine that he'd somehow acquired off the internet in America where he lived in a retirement community mm-hmm. and bought us a safe and made sure that we kept the vaccine kept in, the in the safe oh, wow. in case the marauding hordes, <gasps> like, you know, zombies, yeah, yeah. wanted to get our hands on the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In what he thought I would be able to do against the marauding <laughs> horde, I'd just be screaming out the combination of One, the six, safe. three. <laughs> <laughs> And using his daughter as a human shield. (laughs) Are you ready? I am nearly ready. For Quandary Corner here in Problematic at the GLAP Clinic. Um, Let's let's be having some of these social dilemmas that people are finding finding themselves wrangling with, and let's see if we can't issue some edicts and rules. Okay, the first one's from Mitch. It contains two profanities, which I will be identifying with both the letters P and F. Okay. My wife and I decided to have a loft conversion at the start of lockdown, much to my neighbour's annoyance. I bet they hated you, yeah. Now, just to be clear, we are a family for keep ourselves to ourselves. Well, I do, whereas my wife talks to anyone with a pulse. <laughs> I'm not rude, but I like to keep my head down. And I try not to get webbed up in pointless chit-chat for reasons that will be explained. I will say, though, if in the past we've had to have, say, a skip on the drive and there's space in there, I'll always offer it up to the others on the road, which I feel is the right thing to yes, do. Yes. The neighbour in question always takes us up on this offer and makes the most of it. So we received a text from these neighbours, the wife, asking if we were having a conversion as they'd received a cold call letter from a company offering their services for a party wall agreement. These companies go through the local planning applications and basically send out letters to anyone involved in any building works. We said that we were, and they replied saying, well, we would need to discuss this as we are concerned about being overlooked and losing privacy. This immediately got my back up, Mm. as we were totally within our rights to build within the planning. 
Fast forward to the scaffolding lorry. This sent the wife next door into a tailspin. Whilst I was out on the street to ensure they didn't block anyone's driveway, she came out swearing at the workers, move this lorry right now, you're taking the pee. The scaffolders in their humble defence didn't help matters by pointing at her and laughing. Then, riled by their response, she turns on me screaming, you're taking the pee, you're taking the pee. (laughs) I wouldn't mind, but the lorry was hardly even over their drive and could easily access their property. I adopted the typical drifter response. I phoned my wife, who was indoors, and said, you better get out here as Joan is throwing a wobbler. (laughs) Enter Claire, whom can hold her own in any argument. She has the ability to pull on any relevant information in a split second and compose a suitable response. Nine times out of ten, always putting the person in their rightful place. That said, it will always be a balanced discussion unless provoked. Joan continued the screaming at her and wouldn't let Claire get in a word in Edgeway. So Claire's measured response was simply, oh, F off, Joan, and went indoors. Oh, the shame. So for the remainder of the build, I was always diligently organising deliveries, ensuring Joan didn't blow a gasket. I would mind, but the neighbour that we were actually attached to welcomes us to park on their drive while it was all taking place. Very nice people. Then Joan decided to park their second car in the road right in the border of their property, basically stopping anyone from inhabiting their sacred driveway. Anyway, I was painting the hallway with our painter when I heard the front doorbell go. I heard the painter say, "Uh, hold on, I better get the owner. It was the postman asking me to sign a parcel for number three. Now my passive aggressive streak took hold and thought that this would inadvertently make them have to knock, cap in hand, looking sullen, meekly requesting their parcel. (laughs) When in fact, what happened was nothing. They didn't knock at all. And this now put us in a tricky position. My wife went berserk at the fact that I'd taken it in, as quite rightly, was still fuming with her, but also said that the mere fact that it had to be signed for meant it was of value. And if it was broken or damaged, we would then be blamed for it. She had a point. So I decided the only correct thing to do was send our 11-year-old girl round with it. <laughs> Please, can you tell me what you think the best approach should have been? Also, any advice for the future? I would have just sat on that parcel. And I would have, e- even if it was taking up space in the house and it was... Half a room. Uh, yeah, an eyesore and just irritating me. I, I would have, yeah, 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 yeah. Meekly yeah. knock on that door. But then she'd, but why Sit on the banks around? of the river long yeah. enough and you will see the bodies of your enemies go floating on by, as Jesus Christ once said. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think that's what I would do. And I really that, love the deploying the child. If not that, send the child around. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you... Uh, You've, you've got it covered. What I would do, just in case I don't want to be accused of hogging the parcel and not letting them know, I would put a note through their door, middle of the night, saying, we've got your parcel if, if you want to come pick it up at a convenient time. And then that, that covers your back for them saying that you haven't let them know. They still have to come round and cut It's not up to you to let somebody else know. Okay. okay. It's up to the, okay. you know, the... the Royal Mail, okay. the GPO. Well, if, if I still got it, so maybe six years later, would you mm. recommend the note? <laughs> No, no, you're sticking with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sticking with it. Sticking at at with what it. stage would you have a little sneak inside and see what's in there? I wouldn't. Are you, what, you'd stand firm yeah, on that? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's sorted then. Mm. I'd wait until the day they were moving out. Right. And as as the removal truck was being closed up, mm. I'd say, oh, you're not, you're not taking this. I'm not taking this. And I wouldn't have spoken. I wouldn't have spoken a word to them since then. <laughs> You're not taking it. You're not. I wish this would happen. 
Oh, it's too late. Okay. Okay, and then this is from Emily. When crossing at a zebra crossing, should you acknowledge the drivers who have stopped? And if so, how? I know they have to stop, but it feels somehow rude to haughtily ignore the fact they're letting me cross and I'm ever so slightly delaying their journey. I don't drive myself, but if I did, I think I would quite like some indication of thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what do you do then? I'm trying to think. I'm crossing the zebra crossing. I try not to walk like the Beatles. So <laughs> I, don't. I, so I, I, turn, I turn side on and try, and try and give a smile. But as we've talked about many times on the podcast, I don't have a nice smile. So then I worry about whether it looks grateful or if it looks like a glare. I think sometimes I put up a hand, like a, it's a meek half wave mm. like that. Because I'm thinking now what I do, and I think I just sort of do this kind of bit overly stately kind of like slight head bow, like incline of the yeah. head, which I think is a little bit like, you are my servant stopping for me. Thank you. Oh, so, uh, yeah, I see what I'm you mean. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I try to convey humility and whatever I'm doing in that situation, like I can feel like in my body, I feel like I, I appear like a humble guy. I'm, I'm humble and grateful. What percentage humble, of people yeah. do you think acknowledge? That's an excellent question. All the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you yeah. want to put a number on it? Well, the, the, isn't the question you're asking me is what percentage of people are good people? I guess so. Yeah. Would you care to answer? I'm really, I'm really thinking this through. I want to say 60. Yeah, I mean, you don't... You don't no, I want to go higher. I want to go 65. Do you feel like you have any... Because you're not a driver. Do you feel that you have any experience with this? I suppose you've no, been but in I th- cars. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, been in a car. No, no, I'm thinking of it the other way. Mm. I'm thinking like what percentage of people are a-holes. Oh, right, and, right. And then I felt bad that I thought 40% are. It's probably closer to 30. I would say... This is not scientific. I'm going to roughly it's not, say... So, hang on. It's Can not, we clear here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not, I've not done a, sp- a special survey. I'd say it's roughly 50-50. But I'd be very interested to know whether I'm right beep, or not. Beep, beep. Mm. What everyone else thinks across the country. Whether mm. I'm very interested in this. Mm, me too. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Well, let us well, know if you have yeah. any more. I wonder if there was a way of sending like children out on the geography field trip. Mm, to find out, to yes. get a proper yes. answer to this big question. Yeah, just loitering. Mm. But would people behave differently if they were being monitored? Yeah, yeah. Could you gain access to all the CCTV footage yes. from... I was going to say, actually, the one at Abbey Road is on webcam permanently. Mm, but I think the behaviour yeah. that's the, the, the behavior on that web, that zebra crossing is is strange to begin with. That's no good, yeah. So do you think that is the most recreated photograph in the world? Probably. No, I don't know, because how many people actually go to the zebra crossing? A lot, but then do you not think even even if they're not at the zebra crossing, people crossing the road in that way for people? Mm. What is a more recreated photograph than that? I honestly wouldn't know, so maybe it is. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, mm. um, did we settle that? Yeah, well, you have to ignore Yeah, I have to, mm. have to, have to, yeah. Um, please send us your quandary. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com.
And that was this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening um, as we hurtle towards the end of the year. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. Carla Gowlett took the photos. And um, I was trying to think of uh, 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 something from the episode to end on mm. this week. And I, half of me was thinking just a nice exclamation of, Oh, Team Abusi would be good. Uh, but I think we will go with a late entry from F off, Joan. Education time. I'm excited because this email starts. Greetings, Jeff and Annabelle. Tis I, Dame Becky. I'll have to film that one day. <laughs> That's a horror show. That is a horror show. Sorry, I had to look at that. Uh, it's been far too long since I've written and thus heard my name pronounced the Jeff way. Mm. No one else does it. Yeah, well, I, th- I just thought that was how it was pronounced. What? I still listen regularly, usually saving up two episodes in a row. No real reason why. Just a pattern that started and I like it. I hope it's not too late to ask for a publication for my 43rd birthday, which is the 8th of December. Well, that is today. Mm. But um, Becky, I think by the, the, presuming I get it out by midnight UK time, it should come out on the 8th of December, Ooh. US time. If you start late enough. 40 years ago that Beetle John was assassinated, murdered. Don't mean to drag mm. things down. That's cool. Becky. I prefer to think of it as... Becky's birthday. Yeah, yeah, me too. But, you know, the mind wanders. Mm. (laughs) Isn't that that true? (laughs) Uh, She says, nothing too much will be happening. I have to work from home as usual. Then we'll get myself a fancy coffee and take out for dinner. Oh, nice. Coffee for dinner? Well, I think maybe in the afternoon she'll get the coffee and then she'll have a dinner. Oh, so she'll get some fancy coffee. And takeout for dinner. I read it as coffee and takeout. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. Once went for a lunch with a friend of mine who had prawns in mayonnaise with a cappuccino. It's disgusting. Yeah. It sticks in the mind, that. Yeah. Um, restaurants are open here. And as much as I'd like to celebrate with a bunch of friends, I'll do the safer thing and stay home. We salute you, Becky. Maybe my roommate and I will get crazy and watch a few more episodes of The Crown. We're currently halfway through season three. I do like that. Mm. Have you have you bothered with it? I'm nearly finished. Oh, yeah, season yeah, I remember. Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're about you're about, about the same as Becky, aren't Kinda. you? Similar place. Um, or Star Wars. That you're less convinced by, aren't you? Not for me. It's good. I'm sure. Not for me. Do you like robots? Not especially. Do you like rebel uprisings? Mm, I don't know. It depends how noisy they are. Evil empires? Kind of. Special powers? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Um, maybe my roommate and I was crowned as I was. Oh, great British Bake Off. It's been my first year watching the Bake Off. I've enjoyed it immensely. Uh, you are a regular watcher and you th- mm. you think it's it, because of, you know, the circumstance, difficult circumstances, it's it's not been at its best. Oh, no, I, I absolutely loved it. I think the programme itself was is at its very best. I did offer the opinion, and I feel a bit mean saying it, that maybe the standard of Baker was ever so slightly lower than some other years. I feel mm. terrible for saying that out loud. Why did you make me say it out loud? I, I, what if one was listening? They'll, they'll be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I have to say Bake Off contestants, do, I think it's very unlikely that anybody would be listening to this podcast, mm. but uh, I, I do think, oh, maybe a Bake Off yes, contestant. this is the thing. Yes. Yeah, I feel really awful. I didn't mean, I didn't mean it. I was just being silly when I said that. Well, I very, very much, I've been enjoying it myself. Mm, it's fantastic this year. Uh, she says, trying to forget the mortgage in favour of thinking about how I can finally decorate and paint and do whatever I want. Oh, sorry, sorry. So I uh, missed out a crucial sentence Right, there. I thought you did. I was a bit yeah. confused. That sentence was. Well, the, I missed out quite a chunk, as it turns out. She says, as long as I have cake, I'll be happy. And then she says, plus, it's later this month that I really have reason to celebrate because I am buying my first home. Then the sentence makes sense. Mm. Trying to forget the mortgage in favour of thinking about how I can finally decorate and paint and do whatever I want. Lovely. Mm. Very exciting. You could smear your own bodily emissions all over the wall. You won't want to. She won't want to. Why did you think of that? Some people do that. (laughs) Quite exceptional circumstances. Not usually on the occasion of like getting the key to their first home. It's Uh. usually kind of like the opposite end of like how things are going that that happens. I think I've told this story before, but I mean, I've told them all before really. But when we were doing the late night show, before we went on air one evening, I went out for a drink or dinner or something with a friend of mine who worked at the TV broadcaster Channel 4. And she told me a story that they, there was a in their staff toilets, there was a dirty protester, somebody who was doing exactly this. Mm. And they'd called a big staff meeting about it because obviously it's a mental health issue uh but they needed to address it so they call a big mental health uh, they call a big um staff meeting and say look we wanted to address this issue many of you will know that there has been an occurrence of a, 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 a repeated occurrence of occurrences of somebody uh, smearing their own fecal matter matter uh on the on the toilet walls um we just want to say if if it's you, then come and see us in confidence in the HR department. And for every anybody who feels disturbed by this, it is a surprisingly common occurrence uh, in any organisation above. And then I forget what number they said, but say it's 100 people, maybe it's more than that. You know, it is likely that this will happen at any given time. And I was amazed by this, mm-hmm. that you know, you get above a certain number and someone's going to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, this friend of mine had asked me, I said, can I talk about that on the radio? That's fascinating to me. She said, yeah, but don't mention it's Channel 4 because I don't I don't want to, you know, it, 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 these staff meetings are confidential. Mm. So I went on the radio 
And I said, I told that whole story, but instead of saying Channel 4, I said, I can't, it was, it's a major UK TV channel. Mm. I can't say which one it is because my friend asked me not to mention, but it's, it's one of the ones you all know. Mm. At which point we got inundated with text message and emails from people saying, oh yeah, I work at Sky. I know you're talking about us. And then somebody else saying, yeah, I work at ITV. That was our place, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Which was proof. But it was so funny that everybody working in the television industry had had that story to tell. Yeah, yeah. So Becky, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. She's not doing it. What have you created in your mind? Decorating. Yeah, decorating. <laughs> and people don't tend to do it in their own home as well like this is a completely anyway why am i even like humoring you with this carry on okay <laughs> what's wrong with me i don't know <laughs> hopefully we'll find out <laughs> oh i love becky me too i mean there was that incident what incident not not to do with the smearing right as far as i know there's never been an incident like that right. to date <laughs> but <laughs> Do you remember when I recommended that she came to London and I recommended oh, a restaurant she yeah, didn't go didn't to? Go, yeah. yeah, I think that's all forgiven now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, not forgotten. <laughs> right, okay. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, peace and love, peace and love. Well, Becky, happy birthday. I hope that the, the coffee and the takeout were glorious. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed the antics of the British upper classes or... The uh, the efforts of the uh, the the Rebel Alliance to overthrow the Empire, or some cakes. Mm. Love Noel Fielding so much. Me too. There we go. Uh, latest session of the podcast, podedicated to Becky. I'm not going to. I've said it once. Yeah, I do, you know, I don't I, think I, I can do that again. Yeah. If you would like a podication, then email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. I think that was. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.